So just sensing into the heart. Whatever's coming up physically, mentally, emotionally. Might for the sake of those that want to um, listen to this that aren't here tonight, I'll go through some of the terms again and just let it come and go within you. But the heart is red in color, shaped like a lotus bud, found above the waist, located between the two breasts inside the body, slightly to the left of midline, and bordered by the lungs in the back, behind the sternum. Definition, a hollow, muscular, contractile, 10-ounce organ, the center of the circulatory system. The function, the heart, pumps over 300 quarts of blood an hour. It provides propulsive force to circulate the blood through the vascular system over 60,000 miles a day. Each day, the heart beats around 100,000 times, some 37 million times a year heart, whatever gets evoked, the body, the mind, the emotions being present. Now let us gently shift to the liver. The liver is, the color is pinkish brown. It's shaped like an oblong ball, convex on its upper margin, concave in its lower margin. The direction found above the waist, location in the upper right quadrant of the abdominal cavity, resting just below the, the, the diaphragm. So just sensing into your upper right quadrant. The liver lies to the right of the stomach and overlies the gallbladder. It's bordered by the digestive organs, the circulation, respiration in the back. 
The liver is the largest glandular organ in the body, about three to three and a half pounds. The liver is the first, and its function is the first to receive blood from the intestines where the blood has been absorbed by the final products of digestion and decomposition. The liver removes toxic products and purifies digestion and assimilation. It incorporates amino acids into energy production. It synthesizes cholesterol as, as well as other lipoproteins for the transport of fat to other bodily tissues. It converts fatty acids so they may used may be used as energy sources. The liver stores and releases sugar. The liver is also the storage place of copper, iron, vitamin B12, and fats, soluble item, vitamins of A, D, E, and K. The liver excretes bile. This fills it into the gallbladder. It's interesting about the liver. In Greek mythology, Prometheus was punished by the gods for revealing fire to humans, and he was chained to a rock where a vulture would peck out his liver, and then it would actually regenerate overnight. And it's kind of interesting to say as a medical fact is that the liver is the only human internal organ that can regenerate itself to a significant extent. So the liver has this possibility to regenerate itself to a significant extent. So just being mindful of liver might bring up memories of perhaps being a child and your parents giving you liver. It's like, oh, you liked it or you didn't like it. Some of you that are science fiction buffs, which I am, like this is, I used to be a great fan of the X-Files, and there's a character in the X-Files called Eugene Toombs that lived on human livers. So that's all stored in the system too, like all the, just as amazing as you sit with yourself with these different parts, what may come up? Liver, physically, mentally, emotionally. Some of us may have had some liver challenges or known others or an old dear friend of mine died from cirrhosis of the liver liver so there we go we understand it from the impersonal basis this is just what it does its function its definition and then there's the whole person the whole story the narrative they're both there the personal and the impersonal liver
Yeah, so just sensing in this upper right quadrant of your belly. You can just feel it in there. The liver is there. Liver. Now let us gently shift from the liver to the diaphragm. The color is uh, whitish, a little red in it as well. The shape, it's like a thin, wide, elastic membrane. It's found above the waist and it's located in the abdomen and the chest. It actually separates the chest from the abdomen. So this thin, wide, elastic membrane is in between the abdomen and the chest. It's bordered, yes, of course, by the abdomen and the chest. And the definition, this thin layer of muscle is what separates the chest cavity containing the lungs and the heart from the abdominal cavity containing the intestines and digestive organs. It extends across the bottom of the rib cage. This thin layer of muscle, actually its function does quite a number of things. When the membrane contracts, it promotes inhalation, flattening downward and permitting the lungs to expand. When it relaxes, it promotes exhalation, rising to its dome-shaped position, compressing the lungs. 
The dumbs, the diaphragm is also involved in non-respiratory functions. It helps to expel vomit, feces, and urine from the body by increasing intra-abdominal pressure. It serves to help prevent acid reflux by exerting pressure on the esophagus. The diaphragm also enhances blood, venous blood and lymph return to the heart. In a way, you could consider the venous system, it's considered the venous system heart or pump. There's many different functions that this diaphragm does. Every time we breathe in and out, it's promoting the inhalation, it's promoting the exhalation. And again, involved in non-respiratory functions. Every time we vomit or go to the toilet, urine, feces, um, it supports by increasing the intra-abdominal pressure to help expel these things. Also supporting lymph return of blood to the heart. Diaphragm. So sensing this thin layer of muscle that is between the abdomen, the digestive organs, and above the respiratory and circulatory organs of the heart and lungs, diaphragm.
Now let's gently shift from the diaphragm to the spleen. I know some of these parts might be more challenging to sense into. And for most of us, of course, these parts are there, but if, uh, for the spleen, it potentially could be removed for a number of different reasons. You know, there's actually a treatment in hairy cell leukemia where sometimes they will take out the spleen to help reduce some of the formation of blood. So the spleen is a dark, the color is dark red. It's shaped like a medium-sized water balloon. It's found above the, the waist and located in the abdominal area lying in the upper left quadrant of the abdomen. So I mentioned that the liver is on the right upper quadrant, and so on the opposite side is the spleen. It's bordered near the intestines, the chest, and the back. The definition is an elongated sponge like tissue organ. Its function is blood formation and acts as a reserve for red blood cells. And the spleen also supports some immune function as well. And it's interesting with some of these organs, um, there's some old English uh, usages such as one being good spleened, which means good hearted or a compassionate person. There's an English term called splenetic that describes a person's uh, mood, often associated as being foul. Also in English, sometimes it's an expression to vent one's spleen, which means to vent one's anger. Spleen. So sensing in, you're welcome to just place your hand on your upper left quadrant of your belly. You may not be able to identify, oh, as you touch in, that this is the spleen, but it's most likely there unless it's been surgically removed. But being mindful of what it evokes, even if it's been removed, it certainly may evoke a feeling, a thought, an emotion, a memory. So just sensing into the spleen and whatever arises physically, mentally, emotionally, personally, and then there's the impersonal, this organ for blood formation, spleen, sensing into this upper left quadrant of the abdomen, spleen.
And now gently we'll shift to this last part of this group, which is to the lungs. So from the spleen to the lungs, and the color is dark red. The shape is like two long melons that are cut in half, and the lungs are so intricate that the surface area of the lungs is approximately the same size as, as a tennis coat as you unravel it. The direction is found above the waist. It's located in the chest and boarded um, below by the abdomen, the ribcage, the back, and the heart in front of it. The definition of the lungs, they are two cone-shaped spongy organs of respiration. The primary purpose of lungs is to bring air and blood into intimate contact so that oxygen can be added to the blood and carbon dioxide can be removed. This is achieved by two pumping systems, one moving gas and the other liquid. During a 24-hour period, the human, average human will breathe 23,040 times. Humans breathe 20 times per minute, more than 10 million times per year. Lungs. This purpose of bringing air and blood into intimate contact so that oxygen can be added to the blood and carbon dioxide can be removed. This is achieved by these two pumping systems, one moving gas, the other liquid, supported by the diaphragm that's expanding and contracting to help with the breath in and the breath out. Lungs. So sitting with lungs, of course, inside your chest. You have the experience as you breathe in of the chest and the belly. Of course, the whole body, as you breathe in, is a sense of inflation, expansion. And on the exhalation, the sense of deflation, contraction. So just being mindful as you bring awareness into the chest, into these two lungs. Being aware of whatever arises physically, mentally, emotionally, personally, impersonally. It's all there. Lungs being present.
And so gently withdrawing from the lungs. And just to take some moments now, just to acknowledge this time with each of these parts, the heart, liver, diaphragm, spleen, and lungs. And of course, each of these parts are connected to all of the other parts within the body. Within this fathom-long body, with its thoughts and emotions, it lies our world. Beautiful quotation from the Buddha. Within this fathom-long body, with its thoughts and emotions, lies our world. Its beginning, its ending, the pathway to freedom is found within this fathom-long body. So taking some moments just to acknowledge this body, this one body that we live inside of, the vehicle that supports us to grow with greater wisdom and compassion, may there be this way of bringing some kindness into this organism, this body. The hair of the head, the hair of the body, the nails, the teeth, the skin, all these parts, the heart, liver, diaphragm, spleen, lungs, the solids, the liquids, those within this list and those not in the list but are connected within the body, that all of these parts are connected to. And so just sensing into this body and perhaps just inviting in a sense of some ease within our being. And whatever you're sitting or lying upon, just letting it hold you to be held with great kindness, all these parts. Letting our body, letting our mind and being just be held in great benevolence. So much that we live with in life, the joys, the sorrows, the fear, the pain, the happiness, the connection, the interconnection, the separation, the isolation. Taking some moments just to Allowing yourselves to be held. In this moment of being held, the falling away of any greed or grasping or aversion, pushing away just as we are, contented with an open heart. with wisdom, with clarity, this understanding that when we get caught in our wantings or our not wantings, we're not in a place of contentment and freedom. So breathing in, breathing out, if you like to bring it with your breath, and in these moments with the breath in and out, opening to the contentment and ease, the falling away of this greed or grasping, Breathing in and breathing out, just opening to the open heart, the falling away of any types of aversion, not wanting, hatred. 
Breathing in and breathing out, clarity, understanding, dispelling ignorance, misconception that gives rise to the belief in whatever we want or not want is keys to our happiness that we begin to see through these stories and narratives. Breathing in and breathing out, inviting in a sense of contentment, the open heart, in wisdom, the clarity of mind, being present. Yes, being held in awakefulness and heart. I'll just end by reciting a beautiful poem from Wendell Berry, an American poet. It invites us to take rest in the grace of this world. He says that sometimes in the night I wake up in fear. Sometimes in the night I wake up in fear. In fear of my life or my children's life might be, and then I go out into the forest when the wood drakes rest in their beauty and the great blue heron's feet and I come into the peace of wild things. I come into the peace of wild things who do not tax their lives with the forethought of grief and I come into still waters. And for a time I just rest in the grace of this world. And for a time, I just rest in the grace of this world, and I am free. And so for a time, may we all rest in the grace of this world. Our body is made of this world of solids and liquids and motion and temperature. That we are part of this world, resting in the grace of this world. May we all be free. May all beings dwell with peace. So thank you so much, and maybe um, see that it's um, just about 15 before the hour. Let's come back at 5 before the hour. And take this time, this 10 minutes or so, to stretch. Maybe if you're in a place where you can go outside and just connecting with the night. Or, you know, I have some friends in China connecting with the day tomorrow. And just... 
sense of just connecting with the environment. And we'll meet back at, at um, five before the hour. So there's about 10 minutes for some stretching or walking or caring for yourself. If you can be silent, that's good. Just staying close to your heart. And we'll come back and rather than small group tonight, we'll just kind of open it up to hearing and sometimes for comments and questions and so forth. All right, see you shortly, five before the hour. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.